Alright, I am recording. Recording. I am also pulling up. I am recording. Uh, what episode this is. 381. Thank you. At least somebody's on top Rips. of this. I'm so on the ball, why don't I host? Go right ahead. Alright. <clears throat> Hi, welcome to Carbomb Podcast, episode 381. I'm Peter Dawson, I'm hosting this week. Uh, Chris Truscott-Brown is here, but he is not hosting. Say and I'm Emily. <laughs> uh, I am not hosting, apparently. Uh, the guy with the cold is hosting, so good luck with that. <laughs> yep, and uh, sorry, you jumped the gun there a bit, Emily, but uh, also with us is... I'm also here. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting how to pronounce your last name, actually. Jarecki? Yep, that's the one. Okay. I feel like I'm le- leaving something out whenever I say it. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Anyway, we're recording this on a Thursday, so we have to make sure we don't say anything that needs to be censored. Right, Chris? Yes. Right, right, Chris. So absolutely <laughs> nothing will be censored. We won't say anything at all that could possibly be censored. We'll see. I don't trust us. Emily? The joke there was I didn't actually say anything that was going to be censored. Obviously, I was setting up to say something that would need to be censored, and I didn't do that. That's how comedy works. Uh, It's funny, because he did. (laughs) See, now you can choose to leave that in or not, Chris, and we could still be in the intro for all we know. All of it stays in because I'm not censoring anything. Chris is lazy. (laughs) There you go. It's Thursday. I get it. Yeah. Speaking of uncensored, let's open up with one of the most intense things ever, shit in space. Uh, shat Chris? in space. Shat in oh. space. <laughs> now, Chris, let me ask you something. Why did you spell it like he took a poop in space? No, it's the shat. He went to space. No, no, it's the nur. Nah. All right. So <laughs> do you want to explain? It's your topic. Well... They recently, uh, the Blue Horizon uh, launcher, it was more of a test than a trip, but passengers were along for the ride, and so there were several people that paid unbelievable amounts of money for a four-minute ride into space, but William Shatner, uh, obviously due to his contributions to the world of science fiction, which are huge, admittedly, uh, he got offered uh, a seat on the shuttle, so Captain Kirk has officially been to real space, which is kind of cool, but also this whole thing is just like, what a tremendous waste of money. <laughs> Technically, he made it just to space. He made it to, like... Yeah, they like, were, like... Yeah. I think they were on the border Basically, you of... Skim, yeah, you skimmed the, the bottom of, of space. Uh, what's, what's the last one before you're just officially in space? Is that Exosphere? Uh, let I me think. think here. There is... Mesosphere is the third layer out, because it's yeah. the troposphere, stratosphere, mesosphere, and then it might be Exosphere. I think the last one is Exosphere, and I think they were just, like, skirting that, but not even past right. it. My, uh, you know what? My dad's probably listening. Dad, please call uh, the hotline number and tell us what level of the atmosphere that would be. And Thanks. what is that number, Emily? 
Oh, hell, if I know, I'm going to look it up right at this moment, but it's... Why are you doing that, Chris? I'm gonna it's Cablozzle, I remember that much. It's not Cablozzle. Peter, what do you got? <laughs> I know it's I, not, say, that's what we say. Why did you introduce William Shatner as Captain James T. Kirk when clearly his most famous role is that of Walt Bascombe? Uh, I just figured it was the one most relevant to space. All right, Dad, and anyone else... Uh, the number for Cardbon podcast is one eight three three two 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 one zero nine one. Thank you. Cablozzle. Well it's not Cablozzle. <laughs> I know, but it is now. I <laughs> just I if nobody else it's... does, I will bring up Cablozzle every time because now it's right. just a thing. But right. also, yeah. I have to but make it not. clear if you actually call one eight three three Cablozzle. You'll get nowhere. It just <laughs> won't help It doesn't you. exist. If you do call one eight three three two 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 ten ninety one, you will get a voicemail line where if you leave a voicemail, good or bad, don't care, not choosy, it's going to go on the podcast. Uh, don't say uh, inappropriate things because I'm not going to put inappropriate things on the podcast. But uh, oh, we're who's, desperate. So. Yeah, who's echoing? <laughs> Uh, probably you. Why? Because it's not me. I don't hear any echoing. It's gone away now. Okay. Okay. Uh, But, Uh, um... Also, uh, back to Shat in Space. uh, Yeah, so he spent about four minutes in Zero-G. He did... And I get this would probably affect me a lot as well. He did get very emotional and, like, on the ground met up with Jeff Bezos, uh, who was, by the way, uh, Amazon was in charge of this whole thing, so that's why Bezos is involved. Um, And he just thanked him profusely. It's like, this is something, like, I hope I never recover from how I feel because this has, like, changed my life. And he equated it with death because he said, like, it's light all around and there's no dimming. It's just light and light and light. And then as if someone's turning off a light switch, it just goes black. It's like the transition is instant. And then you look down and you see the world from outside of it. And you're just like, huh. (laughs) And like, that would be a really cool experience. Uh, William Shatner, by the way, recommends this for everybody. This is an experience that everybody should experience at some point. That's all well and good, Bill. Are you buying my ticket? Because I don't have, like, millions of dollars. Question. Yeah. Did William Shatner then follow that up by eating Jeff Bezos? No. Mm. Uh, Not that I'm aware of. Disappointed. I mean, the camera cut before they were apart, so... Yeah. I'm not going to rule it out. Has anyone seen Jeff Bezos recently? I mean, if I did, you know what I would do? Mug him? We won't. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it to the imagination, because if I say something specific, that'll probably get us in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. I will and say, I mean, though, that mm-hmm. Brent Spiner uh, also just recently re- released a book. So uh, oh. that was data from... Uh, Next Generation. Yeah. Uh, it is entitled Fan Fiction, a memoir inspired by true events. Memoir? So specifically? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. M E M hyphen N O I R. Oh, so he's Love doing it. the uh, the darker side of. Uh, I like that. Yeah, it's a uh, Brent Spiner's explosive and hilarious novel. is a personal look at the slightly askew relationship between a celebrity and his fans. If the Coen Brothers were to make a Star Wars movie involving the complexity of fan obsession and sci-fi, this noir comedy might just be the one. I'm gonna check that out. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I just thought I'd bring it up. If he... uh, I I saw that in the news, I was like, hmm, okay. is this just recent? Uh, yeah, like, all the news articles I saw were from, like, two days ago. Okay. If he yep. narrates it as an audiobook, I will probably listen to that, because, uh, not getting into specifics, but I change locations at work, and I'm driving about 40 minutes to and from work every day, so I get a lot of time on the road. I'm gonna start listening to more audiobooks. <laughs> it's a lie. Uh, we always joke about Jamie not being able to read, but it's actually Chris. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say, I was about to bring up the literate wife, Emily. Damn it. <laughs> Emily, when you have a punchline like that, you got to ch- jump in hard. He's like, he's like, also, it could be because of your illiterate wife. Come on. <laughs> Don't tell me how to do my job. Yeah, right. she's, she's not as used to ripping me a new one every podcast as the rest of you are. She's actually nice yeah. to me. Which, I don't know what's wrong with you. You don't have to be nice to me. I mean, I like to think that, I, in general, I just tend to be a relatively nice person. So far from what I, I I've know. seen. I, that's I why really... I think behind, like, when you're not in front of a camera or a microphone, uh, like, your husband is just straight up abused, right? He's a whimpering mess in the corner because you're horrible off camera. No. <laughs> no, I certainly hope not. That's why we've never seen him, uh, is <laughs> because he's right. always, like, in his cupboard crying. Yeah, that, that's probably it. Uh, no, I think more often not, he's just downstairs watching, a, you know, something he's, on TV. He's got Side better question. things to do Indian? than this bullshit. He, yeah, pretty much, honestly. <laughs> um, he is uh, actually trying to get a podcast started himself. Hmm. Um, well, you've got so some I'm experience, actually, you can help him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was telling him. Um and in fact, I'm actually cleaning up my office space a little bit more because we'll probably be recording in this room. Hmm. And so I need enough space to fit two other humans in this room with me. <laughs> it's not a very big room. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll certainly let you guys know if that, uh, if that comes out. I, I you know what think I- if it's, uh, this is actual like technical advice, uh, I think you shouldn't use condenser microphones. I think you should use dynamic microphones, but you got to be right up on them. But those are the ones that don't pick you up unless you're right up on them, and that will stop drift and bleed. I know my husband's already got his mics that, like, picked out and stuff. They're ones that he already had, and, like, he does a lot of, obviously, audio stuff in relation to his filmmaking, so... Fair enough. Yeah, so... I, I trust him. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> if someone's uh, an actual trust. expert, trust them more than me, because I'm not. Chris, we're segwaying. Focus. Yeah. Listen to the host. We're segwaying. Okay. Uh, speaking of trust, Emily, I understand there's a Canadian Fact of the Week you want to go over. Yeah, so uh, Canadian Fact of the Week is also kind of a Fact of the Week for my hometown as well. 
uh, my hometown, Berea, Ohio, uh, is known as the grindstone capital of the world uh, because there were huge uh, sandstone quarries back in the day. And in fact, at one point, it was the largest producer of sandstone uh, in the United States. And in fact, it's the sandstone's been used to build all sorts of things from the guardians that I showed you guys in downtown Cleveland to uh, historic buildings in Washington, D.C. And I found out that uh, part of the Canadian Parliament building, the central Canadian Parliament building, is built with Berea sandstone. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. All right. If you're going to raise me a Canadian fact, I'm going to have to raise you a Canadian fact. Let's do it. All right. So let's start with the city of Dildo. Have you heard of this place before? No. But I am not surprised that. I can't remember where it is, but I have heard about Dildo. This is in Newfoundland and Labrador. Yes. Which is one of our easternmost provinces. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. And it it is the town of Dildo. Uh, also nearby, South Dildo, uh, and it is located on the southeastern Dildo arm of Trinity Bay. And also, there's an island nearby called Dildo Island. All right, now they're just trolling. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't no, think I know. so. I think kidding. all of these uh, are older than the term. Yes, Peter, do, I agree. as a follow-up, do you know the actual? meaning of dildo in that context because they're obviously not talking about the sexual object apparently there's no official official term apparently the uh the word dildo as a okay let me let me just go with the term dildo glass uh was apparently used as early as the 16th century and this place was apparently named in the um 18th century uh, so they had to have known yeah, no, they probably did. And apparently, a social scientist you, named, <laughs> that Captain James Cook, the guy who named the area, uh, noticed, noted um, British cardiographer who named a good chunk of Canada and Australia and other places like that. He apparently had a sense of humor about this. Hmm. I think he's the I, guy that named New South Wales, too. There was a part of me that's like, maybe the guy who like settled the place had a last name, and then it's like, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yep. Well, here it gets better. So, uh, the town's official slogan is "Our name will never never change." Uh, and at they that have point, they're very mirror. well aware of it and it, doubling down. Might as well, like, yeah, absolutely. I think they're right to just double down at this who's point. The, like, nope. Sorry to interrupt. Who's the honorary mayor? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, all right. That's... Because Jimmy Kimmel right. discovered this town back in 2019. And did several segments about it. Oh, yeah. Also, they do have a mascot called Captain Dildo, who I'm pretty sure is not real. Uh, but they do have a Hollywood-style sign that says Dildo. It's, I mean, I mean you, you gotta, might as well. You gotta you, own it. If, if right, you... Yeah. Like, well, either I, you it, work to get the town's name changed, or you just own it. It's like we were talking a few episodes about Christmas. I'm actually disappointed how much Christmas didn't own it like there's too many things like the dispensary that don't this was a whole topic no, previously it's surprising, but... actually most of the things are named in like north pole 
yeah. and Christmas term. So, um, but there are a few things like the, the dispensary, because it's a, I found out because it's a, uh, a chain, it just, you know, they're keeping the chain name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like you got to imagine if you put up a big sign like that, people are going to want to come and take pictures. And, well, you know, that's the whole point, because then hopefully you also have people stopping to, you know, stop at the stores or whatever and spend some money there. So, you know, I'm sure it's very intentional at this point to be like, yes, please come visit us and spend your money here. Uh, Newfoundland and Labrador does have a few more amazing names, by the way. Dildo is probably the best one, but there's a few other good ones. Uh, there's the town of Come By Chance. So Come By Chance. Mm-hmm. There's the town of Blow Me Down, which, of course, was a popular uh, sailing term back in the day. It was like, I was like, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle type of thing. And uh, Witless Bay. Old song about it. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, pretty good ones. I think there's a few other good ones around Canada. Like, um, there is Head Smashed in Buffalo, uh, which is named after the Buffalo Drop, where they would push the buffalo off the cliff so i mean historically that makes sense yeah sure it's a buffalo jump specifically and that's a fantastic yeah. way to hunt if you just chase yeah. them until they kill themselves done yeah there's a bunch all over alberta yeah uh but there is a place in ontario called balls falls which was balls named after a man falls. named ball and like he discovered these falls so balls falls yeah yeah it is an apostrophe S, so it's not like, you know, balls plural, so not as bad. It just sounds bad. Uh, there was Crotch Lake, also named after the guy who found it, whose last name was Crotch. Because, I mean, that's a real surname. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think there's... Oh, yeah, Flin Flon. Which apparently is named after a sci-fi character, but I'm not sure what sci-fi character. Flin Flon, apparently. A... Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, in BC, there's a town called Stoner. Very popular in 420. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, so is everywhere in BC. Right. Be right. Yeah. Oh, actually, I mean... one more because I forgot about this. Uh, so there's the town of Moose Jaw, of course, is quite famous. Uh, fun American fact: there, supposedly, although never confirmed, but they absolutely milked this for tourism. Al Capone spent time there. So they have like secret tunnels that you can use because there are secret tunnels in Moose Jaw, like yeah. well, formerly yeah. secret, right? But it's like Al Capone actually being there eh, might be dubious. But of course, he was kind of shh about that part. Yeah, like he was more flagrant about his stuff in Chicago, not so much when he wanted. And to if vacation. it might have happened, why not use it for tourism? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, mean, they have great tours for that where they'll insult proof you in beyond 19... a shadow of a doubt that it didn't happen. <laughs> you yeah. can't, so they get to milk it. But I was going to mention, there's another town in Saskatchewan that also has a hilarious name. It's called Big Beaver. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could probably guess how that got its name, but it's still, like, you know, chef's kiss, modern sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Sure, like, Dildo, uh, The town of Dildo is still my favorite because it's, like, they can't confirm if there was a legit, honest reason they called it that. Right. Like, all these other places, like the town of Asbestos in Quebec was named after the Asbestos mine they had, and they've right. actually changed their name now. They're no okay. longer Asbestos Quebec. They're yeah. now something in French, uh, Val de Source. Is there 
It's, a, for the it's Galliot, amazing right. when your town becomes carcinogenic that you start changing your image. Yeah, there's oh, no, know, like... They gave a shit. You, there's no, like, <laughs> it sounds like a dirty word. It's like, no, it just sounds like our town is toxic and no one will ever come here. Yeah. Um, well, they tried to get the asbestos mine to open again at one point. Eh, yeah, no, that probably um, doesn't need to happen. Yeah, no, no, that, uh, that um, failed. For, uh, I mean, I'm sure there are several examples in U.S. cities, but specifically Intercourse, Pennsylvania comes to mind. That one's famous. Yeah. Is wow. there, on that note, is there a legit reason, like, I don't think that city would actually be named after sex. So it's like... Well, I, well the intercourse, because the know. course, like, so the midway, oh, it's yes, kind of like it's, midway. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, that would be my guess. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a more wholesome reason to call it that. And, of course, there's right. there's the town of Butte, which is supposed to, which is spelled butt. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see here. I have a list here of funny American town names. We have Accident, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Bacon-level I mean, Alabama. Isn't all of Maryland? Right, Bacon yeah. level. Okay, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bat Cave, North Carolina, oh, which fuck, I mean, that's, that's cool. pretty. Yeah. yeah, Bitter End, Tennessee, which um, <laughs> you know, that's all of Tennessee as well. That sounds like it should be in frickin' Maine. Oh my yeah. goodness, like Stephen King Town, Booger Hole, West Virginia. <laughs> that, <laughs> that one needs a change. I'm... Yeah, that but one. If the if you tell me Booger Hole and you ask me where in the United States is Booger Hole, gotta be West Virginia. <laughs> I was going to say Alabama. Is it right next to Myrtle Beach? No, it it's, looks like it's kind of central. Too, that town is too classy for Florida. Uh, boring Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's the whole state. That's not even true. <laughs> no. No, Oregon's not that boring. <laughs> you no, haven't been to Portland. It's, <laughs> no, it's it's easy joke to make, but immediately I was like, yeah, no, I've been to Oregon. Yeah. It's actually yeah. pretty cool. Montana would be closer, just because yeah. you have barely anything to do in Montana. Montana or Wyoming, yeah. Mm. Bug Tussle, uh, Kentucky. Did Chicken someone Alaska. literally watch uh, Two Bugs Fighting? I'm like, I'm gonna call this place Bug Tussle. <laughs> I have no idea. Chicken Alaska. Oh, this is great. Ding Dong, Texas. <laughs> That was right. the, they, gotta, that one that was real quick. on purpose trying to come up with a dirty name, and that was the best they could come up with. Right, it's, it's unincorporated. Um, Hot coffee, Mississippi. Oh, oh, hang on, Ding Dong, Texas. I love how it got its name. Okay, <laughs> they're both named. It was founded by a man and his nephew, who both had the last name Bell. Okay. And apparently, the guy, apparently, apparently, the guy who made the sign for their little shop just was just like, "Let's call it Ding Dong." I don't know and if that's... I love that or hate it, and I think it's both. <laughs> it's a little of a, a little b. It's an unincorporated yeah. community, by the way, so it's pretty small. But right, that's that's pretty solid. Um, Virginia, Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Yep. Ketchup Town, South Carolina. I wonder how it got that name. <laughs> Right. Knock 'em stiff, Ohio. I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Monkey's eyebrow, Kentucky. That's just weird. Not even dirty. <laughs> right. No name, Colorado. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ding Dong's outside of Boston. Somewhere's got to oh. be no name. All right. 
normal Illinois, nothing yep, Arizona, peculiar Oof. Missouri, PP Ohio. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. And what runs through there is the PP Creek. So. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's awkward, but I get how that could just be like it was probably a native word or something, uh, or the name of the guy, or the last guy, last guy's last name was Pippi or something. Yeah, maybe. How's Rough it spelled? Ready, California. Uh, P E E P E E. Okay, so let's look for there. Yep. Ooh. Santa Claus and Ian, uh, Scratch Ankle, Alabama. Uh, let's here. Do you think Truth it's I mean, like that could have been based on the town being called Ankle Scratch or something? Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Do you think that's literally like he was exploring and he stopped to scratch his ankle? And it's like, do you think it could be as easy as that? It's like, I guess here's a good oh, place no. to sit down since I've stopped. Right. Two I mean, egg, Florida. Stew egg. No, two egg. T W O. Yeah. Uh, why Arizona? Why okay. not North Carolina? And then I don't know how you would pronounce it. It's Z Z Y Z X, California. <laughs> that could be a rough translation from uh, a Native American Looks, term. Yeah, yeah. I didn't name all of them, but those were the best ones that I saw on the list. I mean, so. there yeah. there are some Canadian uh, First Nations names that I'm just like. Yeah. You know, hands huh. in the air. I will never get them. Whenever I hear anyone outside of, uh, especially Ohio, uh, have to pronounce our county name, it's always a disaster because I, it is. I think a... you've gone through this with us before. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I'll put it in podcast really quickly. Okay, because the county is. Oh, yeah. I think that was... Cuyahoga? Like, yeah, Cuyahoga is what I, I guessed last yeah, time. Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga, yeah. See? It's like Quinell or um, uh, Lulouette. Yeah. Which are yeah. two towns in BC that have names where you like you kind of hear it and you can probably guess how it's spelled, but then you're like, oh, crap, wait a minute. Right, right. Then you try to write it down. We have a, a uh, place uh, just outside, like, Kelowna is... Basically, it is two distinct cities, but Kelowna and West Kelowna are officially delineated by a bridge across the lake, Okanagan Lake. Uh, the next community over is called Peachland. Very small community. Shockingly peach-free. I'm disappointed, because <laughs> when I go to a place called Peachland, I want it to just be like this glorious fantasy place with like peaches as far as the eye can see. Yeah. This right. should be a place Peach of magic. It should be a right. place of magic and wonder. And instead right. it's just like, yeah, here's Peachland. Oh, there goes Peachland. Because <laughs> you yes, drive through yes. it, you don't stop. And then there's Summerland right after it. Yeah, so the like, next oh, one after that is Summerland, land. and it rains there. I think that should be against the rules. I don't think you should ever be allowed to have bad weather in Summerland. Well, no, because we've established that if it's bad weather in Summerland, it's fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, that anyway, is that's, weather, I suppose. Uh, that, that's the Okanagan for you. <laughs> Everywhere yeah, is fire. Okanagan. Yeah. Um. So let's move on from that to Chris. You had something kind of serious you wanted to talk about. It was the IATSE IATSE strike. Yeah, the IATSE strike. Are you familiar with... What's going on there? 
I'm a little little familiar. Emily, you're shaking your head, so I assume yep. you don't. Chris, do you want to start on it? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, i trying to remember what IATSE stands for. <laughs> um, I am looking it up at it, International the... Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Yeah, yeah it's so one of the this is basically, to, uh... this is the, like, you have your directors, your actors, uh, stuff like that. This is basically the everybody else union. So these are the guys that serve the food, the guys that park the cars, the guys that do just do ev- everything. Basically, these are just the workers of the film union, and they have just recently, I think, sometime within the last couple weeks, they're. Um, hang on, I want to pull up, and I don't want to get this wrong. Um, they. I think there are things where they want better rest times. It's like there's turnaround times of the time where you are offset versus the time where you are on set is your turnaround time. Your travel time is your time as part of that turnaround time. Uh, And they're wanting more time because I guess I don't know this to be a fact, but I guess some of them were like being given like six or even four hour turnaround time and it's just like if you got an hour commute like on a remote set you You basically get home uh you have a snack and a nap and then you get back to work and it's like right and that's not even a real nap (laughs) better uh they wanted better better meal breaks because you can ask someone to work through their meal break uh but there's like a penalty to the union like you the studio has to pay some amount for getting someone to do that. Uh, and yes, they make up their time later, but still they're starving by the time they actually get a meal break. Uh, I was going to say, I do have a whole list here. Yeah. uh, The, okay. If you have the list up, if you want to mention some of their demands. So the demands include higher minimum wages, Mm -hmm. a minimum time period between the end of one day and the start of another, as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and end to the current classification of streaming as new media, which uh, with lower minimum wages and measures yeah. to dissuade studios from skipping breaks for meals. Yeah, so they wanted the penalty to be higher. It's like, sure, we get it. There are some circumstances that do require someone to skip a meal. Like, that's not unreasonable. You can't come to the table with, this will never happen. That that will get shot down every time. But they wanted it to be a bigger penalty. So the studios actually got to think about, like, is this worth it? And, like... Not just if it's like a couple bucks and I, it's probably a lot more, but I'm just saying that relatively to the cost of a production, if it's just effortless to be like, yeah, whatever, skip your lunch. Don't care about the fine. They need to actually think about it and like incur a cost, at least according to the requests of this union. It's like, it's got to matter. You're not just going to willy nilly make someone skip their lunch. You got to mean it. But anyway, I think a week or two ago, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, uh, they had a vote uh, whether they, they... It wasn't that they were going to strike. It's whether the union had permission to put a strike on the table. So it's like, are we ready to strike should it come to this? This was 90% voter turnout of everyone in the union. Like, that is staggering. Of any vote, yeah, a, a 90% turnout is huge. Of that 90%, 
98% voted yes, permission to strike. So that is like unheard of numbers. That's nearly unanimous. So moving forward, uh, the union has presented their demands and is for the last couple weeks, things have kind of been dragging. And so like, you know what? Nothing's going to happen until we put a line in the sand. So that line in the sand is if a deal is not agreed upon by just after midnight on Sunday night. So Monday, the 18th at 12.01 a.m. Everybody's walking off their job. Now, this yep. this is applying to the states. So, I mean, Hollywood uh, doesn't apply to uh, at least yet to Canadian productions. Uh, uh, so might apply can- to some, though. It might apply to some, but currently, um, like at least last night, I, I feel I checked, like Jesse's going to yell at us for being idiots the, after this. Jesse, Vancouver, call in. Uh, the Vancouver uh, chapter of that union, uh, last I read, which uh, uh, Chris, may have changed, said they weren't uh, going. Yeah, to I'm going gonna, to have to correct you immediately. There's IATSE offices in Burnaby, Vancouver, and Calgary. Yes. I know they're in Burnaby. Jamie is still technically part of that union, even though she hasn't worked for several years in the film industry. She did get into that union. Uh, Last I read, though, uh, the Vancouver union representatives aren't going to strike. But that's still up in the air. But uh, hopefully by this Monday, uh, they can come to a deal because... Like I said, this is pretty much everybody. It's like not your big name directors and stars and stuff, but this is the backbone of a film set. This will literally shut down every production in Hollywood. You can't you can't function without this union. So given that they're that crucial, yeah, maybe maybe it's time for the studios and producers to uh step up a little bit and if they're that important, treat them so but yeah it's uh it's gonna be weird like i remember the writer strike that was one thing this would be way bigger oh yeah yeah it looks like vancouver 20 hours ago released a statement saying they're not currently planning to strike but it looks like um but they Seth are Rogen standing behind. and ryan reynolds spoke out in favor of it yeah so there you go M, anything to add no, I was actually just looking up as well. I just came across an article, but it sounds like you had uh, you had already kind of looked through it and found everything yep. we need to know. Yep. All right, then I'll toss it over to you, M. It's apparently the most wonderful time of the year. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, Christmas can suck it. Um, <laughs> fall is just wonderful for so many reasons, it's but in cold. particular, it's nice. It's nice cold, although it was hot today, and I'm like, stop. <laughs> it's freezing um, here. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, what's the weather here? A couple days ago, I woke up at 6 a.m., and it was actually minus 6. I was like, ew, gross. Oh, interesting. I'm not ready yeah. for that, like, emotionally. I'm not emotionally ready for winter yet. I can't have it. Is it any wonder I'm sick? Yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh... It was 26 degrees at height of the day, which... What is that in proper temperature? uh, Oh, in freedom units, it's like almost 80. Oh, no, 26 is 
Celsius? Yeah, they meant Celsius, yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness, that's... Uh... Yeah. No, I guess 26 in Freedom Units would be ridiculous. Uh, that's yeah. way warmer than it is here. Right, exactly. Like, I was, today I was like, why? It's it's like mid-October already. Stop. Um, but the reason it specifically is the most wonderful time of the year is because it's when our local wildlife starts to do the most wonderful thing, and that is the squirrels are getting fat. And I love it. <laughs> it's like adorable. the best thing that happens. They are. They like are gonna fall off like the side of my fence just sitting on them. On uh, and go ahead. Well, on the drive home today, I randomly saw a Canada goose just sitting on the side of the highway, and I was like, what "The fuck are you doing here? Shouldn't you be way further south right now? Like, go away! <laughs> I don't like you." Right. Uh, no, yeah, no one likes them. Um. They're a national bird. I don't know why we chose it that way. I hate them. <laughs> um, uh, 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 what was I going to say? Oh, so I had been thinking about this. I was like, yes, it's fat squirrel season. Like, I'm so happy. <laughs> but uh, it made me wonder because I was remembering when we went down to Florida and all of their squirrels were like gray varieties that were really small. And I kept being like, oh my gosh, there are so many young squirrels here. And then I realized, like, oh no, they're just not, like, fat chonker boys like we have. And so I had to know, uh, what type of squirrels do you guys have in Canada? Or at least in BC? Uh, do I don't usually see big fat ones. I think those are more... Um, I saw a lot of uh, big fat squirrels. Uh, I spent some time up in Kansas in the summer. Uh, and those are just spoiled because they live in suburban areas. Right. Uh, but we get oh. uh, like brown and gray squirrels, medium size. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I actually looked it up because I was like we realizing that you might not know squirrels. the names of them. Uh, Eastern gray squirrels, Douglas squirrels, Northern flying squirrels, and American red squirrel are kind of the... Yeah, the typical tree squirrels. I have that you never, have. I've never actually seen a flying squirrel in the wild. To be fair, I have. Uh, when I was at, still living at my parents' house, one flew into the side of my parents' house, and I was really concerned because I thought it was a bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, it was a flying squirrel that just flew into the side of their house. Uh, and I, uh, I didn't have a glove on me, so I found like a canvas shopping bag and I picked it up with it and it kind of like shook its head like uh and then it just kind of ran off so it was fine it's so weird Uh, like in the same way that bats are weird it's like achieving quote-unquote flight or even gliding with just a flap of skin is just like I'm sorry uh are you using cheats because that shouldn't really happen yeah, uh, so the ones in particular around here that I feel like get really fat, and I apologize, we'll do the streaming noise here, but, uh, like, these guys right here oh, yeah. are the ones that we have lots of Oh, here. that's a chunky boy uh, right there. Girls. And uh, they they can get pretty damn big. Oh, yeah. Um, that first picture was, like, a real chunky boy. Yeah, yeah, and that's not even... That's not even like a particularly that's not as chunky fat as they one. get. No, yeah, no that's, way at all. That's like a pretty normal one. Oh, like, that's adorable. 
yeah, you see some, like, I would say this one's more so than I generally see, but yeah, they get real chonkin. During <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the groundhogs or uh, gophers. Yes, we have groundhogs as well, and I kind of hate them because they gave Oh, the one laying on its side further down was super adorable. Oh, like, uh, yeah, I'm paint, not sure that would be like one of your French girls. This is oh. a hunting article, so. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's sleeping. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, Peter, yeah. why you gotta they're... be a downer? All right. Okay, well, fun aside, Fox Squirrel, great codename for a spy. Right, right. Yeah. I'm Fox Squirrel. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people don't like, uh, you know, squirrels getting into their bird feed because it, you know, they take all of it so the birds don't get in and they scare away the birds. But honestly, have you seen, like, I think this I has like been around squirrel. for a few years. Have you seen that guy that built the obstacle course for squirrels to yes. get to his bird yes. feeder? Was That's that amazing. Mark Roper who did it? I can't remember, but I saw yeah, this like it, a few years ago. It, it's it amazing. Really incredible. Yeah. He made a second one, I think, too, that was like even harder. Hmm. Uh, and but I think they were still one, able to eventually at, navigate at it. At one point, like the best part of it, and he does like a slow motion repeat like six times, but there's <laughs> one part that. It, after like a pressure plate or tripwire or something it's oh, a squirrel launcher so <laughs> yeah um yeah i that is a pretty fantastic one uh and yeah i i have to admit like i don't i would actually consider putting out just a regular feeder like squirrel feeder uh because for me at least like i think watching the squirrels is just as oh, much yeah. fun as watching the birds i would do i wouldn't do the like ridiculous obstacle course but i would put the squirrel food either at the top of a grease slide or a grease pole or something like make them work for it a little bit because they can at least work off some of that weight before they get fat right right (laughs) uh do you guys get chipmunks yes we do although i noticed that you guys have a variety that looks like it's a little bit different from ours um, our, at least our chipmunks, I don't see them here where I live because uh, Kelowna and the Okanagan is a desert, but you go a little ways out in really any direction and you get to more like wooded areas. And so I even usually, around suburban areas, we, we have quite a few of them. I usually see only see chipmunks when I'm camping. Uh, yours look pretty similar to Oh these. yeah. The, this, uh, this one in the middle here, uh, is... Yeah. Yeah, those top ones, not so much, but just under the one you're... Uh... Yeah, that one right there. That's that kind of what okay. I see when camping. I, yeah, it looks like that's... Uh, or even like the one to the right of that. Similar. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, chipmunks are adorable, and... I I never would, because, like, I, I'm not a fan of people that bring wild animals into captivity, because it's like, they just don't belong there. It's cruel. But I would yeah. totally love to have a pet chipmunk. It would be adorable. They're so cute. This is the one that I was thinking was a little bit different. Oh, yeah, that, that doesn't look like anything that. like ours. This one says it's native to BC. might not be in, in your particular area, though. No. Although some of these, when I look, they look a little bit more just like regular. I wonder yeah, if this one's just a color variation. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. The last camping trip we did out in the Kootenays, uh, 
they were, I guess, really acclimated to campers. Mm -hmm. Because those little fuckers were bold. They were coming right up to yeah. me. It's like, and, and yeah, as they've been fed food. Yeah, like, as <laughs> as we were eating, uh, not coincidentally, they're just coming right up and hovering down by my feet. Like, hey, you're not gonna drop any of that, are you? Uh, not to uh go down too much of a rabbit hole, but one of the other things I had a little bit more of a shower thought in relation to animals. Uh, I was kind of wondering i was like so butterflies are known as pollinators mm -hmm. are moths pollinators i don't believe so 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 i looked it up they are indeed oh. birds can also be pollinators uh you know and all sorts of different animals mm -hmm. some of the most unusual ones though in madagascar lemurs nice. are pollinators mm -hmm. uh in tropical areas bats are pollinators and in Australia, the, what was it? The honey possum, that's what it was, is hmm. a pollinator. Nice. So, yeah. How about, um, what was it called? I think it was eye eyes. They're similar to lemurs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love eye eyes. We have one oh, at our I do, zoo. I do not like those. They can fuck right off. They're so cool. They look no. like nightmare fuel. They are nightmare fuel. <laughs> I love them. That, for that stupid little like fucked up finger that they have. Their it's fingers, just like yeah. nah, nah. You can, you can go right Their to hell. Their eyes too. Their yeah, eyes they're, your soul. They're not okay. I don't care for them at all. <laughs> so we're about fifteen minutes from an hour. I and I figured the last topic we haven't checked off yet was probably going to take a while. This is why I haven't triggered it until now because of course i want to talk about it i'm sure everybody here wants to talk about it always looking for an excuse but before then i wanted to plug extra life again real quick yes please november 6th will yes. be game day uh that'll be the game day uh car bomb is going to be streaming for 24 hours uh emily you're doing it with the rooster teeth buckeyes i believe yes and we'll be going from noon eastern time to 2 a.m nice yeah we're doing the full 25 hours again uh i'm going to be probably pretty heavily featured in the first segment because uh, i'm it's me and jamie are kind of hosting the hosting the first uh i think it's quarter yeah we have done something different this year just as a scheduling thing uh just to give everybody both an opportunity and a break uh we have mm. split up i mean we're all going to be on hand but we've split up hosting duties so different hosts for different sections uh so yeah peter will be one of the ones starting us off which is going to be a little hard because I'm also making breakfast, but, you know. Uh, well, I mean, the first hour is Jesse and I, so you breakfast yeah, yeah, away, Yeah, you guys sir. will be introducing the special game because mm -hmm. you're both dirty. Mm-hmm. And you need to clean things up. Mm-hmm. Being vague because I don't want to spoil it. It's on the schedule. Oh, it's on the schedule? Okay, Which is it's available uh, Power at, Watch Simulator. Uh, do you remember the URL since you're doing such a good job hosting? I unfortunately do not remember the URL. Do you want to uh, go ahead and drop it? cbextralife.live slash donate. So CB as car bomb, extra life as the charity, cbextralife.live, because we will be, slash donate, because we would like you to. <laughs> and there was a BC Extra Life Guild meeting this, earlier this week. I unfortunately am not in the best state to remember everything that was covered during that meeting, because I, I was unable to attend. The last two days. Yeah. 
and you know the cold's been really affecting my sleep this mm-hmm. is one of the reasons i haven't been going to work besides the obvious because it's like oh i also haven't been sleeping much let me just drive a car for 20 minutes that sounds safe well not just right. that in the current uh time of pancakes no you're not infected with covid but if you show up with a cold people are running away it's it's yeah, not thanks. really cool to go out in public with a cold <laughs> no it's really not uh at least i got a mask Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was going to mention a couple of things about the BC Children's Hospital that I found really fascinating because they were able to cover this a bit was they talked about how, in part due to the recent donations, they've been able to make um, BC Children's Hospital very much a COVID-safe facility. It's one of the 19 facilities in the entire province that's considered, like, COVID-safe. Oh. I mean, bear in mind, BC doesn't have that many full hospitals to begin with. So no. <laughs> that's most of the major hospitals, but that's still a neat, neat fact, I thought. And in particular, they have 231 individual rooms, which are perfect for isolation for COVID. Um, And they've been able to also get a bunch of rooms with, like, fold-out sofas. So if the kid has to sleep in the bed, uh, the parents can at least crash on a fold-out sofa bed in the room with them. Oh, nice. I don't think all of them have that, but... But the amount of parents that, and I don't blame them, that in that awkward little waiting room chair that's in the room just fall asleep in that because they're not leaving their kids side like 100 percent. i agree oh, with yeah. that uh chris but very real question them... for a second sorry i hate to interrupt uh do you need my recording nope okay i'm just gonna close it then because mine just crashed neat <laughs> oh no sorry to interrupt it's such a crucial moment but i had to be like uh-oh uh, uh-oh i we we do the separate recording as a backup but so far no problem with mine Alright. And I guess there doesn't get to be because that's all we got now. Neat. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just, just that's what I appreciate about, I mean, children's hospitals in general, I'm not saying mm. ours is the best, but I pay more attention to ours. I'm really impressed by the concerns about that, like, a sick kid in the hospital is not about that kid. This is a whole family experience. The whole family's going through it. And they, obviously, they address the actual health concerns of the child, but they address the concerns of the whole family. The whole family needs, uh, like, a place to wait, a place to stay. Uh, The Ronald McDonald House, to shout out another charity, is great for that. They have houses for families to stay in near children's hospitals, and that is huge. But I just Um, like the hospital. I just shout out real quick, sorry, before we move on from the housing thing. Also, Joanna's house in Kelowna, same idea for okay. Kelowna Hospital, though. Oh, Just nice. wanted to shout them out. No. Uh, I was unaware of that. That's cool. There you go. But, yeah, as to Extra Life, I mean, the hospital is awesome. It's the reason we're doing all this mm. is to support raising money for our local children's hospital. Uh, but for Extra Life Game Day, did you want to go? I diverged, but do you want to go back to that? I won't go into too much of the lineup just yet because we're still a few weeks out mm-hmm. i was going to mention a couple more things from the uh, fact section we had with uh the hospital just to wrap this up before we get to our final topic okay uh like specifically one of the other things they've been they were able to do in part because of donations like this gives you some idea where these donations go especially through this one they were able to help set up an elevator system so the doctors have isolated elevators that's so helpful. they don't have to worry about like you know, it, it's better for quarantining and, you know, isolation and everything. So that's good. 
but also emergencies. It's like, if you're rushing, you don't want somebody hitting floor two when you want to go to floor yeah. 15. Right, I mean, <laughs> like, it can still happen if no. there's another doctor in there who's a dick, but I mean, if he's a dick and he's at a hospital, he's not going to last long, hopefully. <laughs> no. You would hope not. <laughs> yeah, one would hope. Uh, but the other one I wanted to mention was, to give you some idea of how the, how the money ends up being useful beyond just what we give, is for every dollar raised by these private donations, the hospitals are usually able to then negotiate additional donations from big sources for potentially up to five times the amount donated by the public. Yeah, donation matching or multiplying is huge, but that is a way that, like, anybody that's thinking, I don't have enough to donate, that is the reason your $1 or $2 donations still help. Is like, it. first of all, it adds up, but second of all, if your $2 means a like 10 times multiplier by someone else that's a much better donation now and that's because of your two dollar donation so please visit uh the, sorry it was cb, CB... extra life dot live yep. slash donate thank you and that's a url i was gonna say, C- so was gonna say in... cb live i'm like that's not right no that what? is uh obviously a shortened url but in most modern browsers, like honestly, if you can find a browser that doesn't figure out how to put the like hypertext in front of it, get a better browser. But uh, you should be able to just type that into your browser with no www or anything. Just cbextralife.live/donate. Uh, that'll take you to our page. You can review the schedule. More importantly, if you if you like and agree with what we're doing, which we hope you do, uh, click uh, roster. And pick one of us. Honestly, I'd like to say pick me, but just pick anyone because the money all goes to the same place. Not a one of us are making any money off of this. It's just we get if you pick someone to donate on their behalf, we get a little pat on the back and a little credit. And we do have sort of a little in-house competition, which Peter's killing, by the way. Um, I, have, much. I haven't had any yet, actually. Uh yeah, don't no, donate to Chris so he can get five hundred dollars and we can do the beard off. Yeah, uh, I I realized you called me out and I was getting a bit scruffy, so I am clean shaven and I'm going to remain clean shaven up until December, uh, yep. just so we I can this have is as scruffy as I get. We probably can, can barely even tell him scruffy. A beard com. I was gonna say conversation. We'll have a conversation about it. A beard competition. December to disheveler. Yes. So. I'm going to be beardy through Christmas, uh, but whatever. <laughs> and meanwhile, yep. I've got like a million more months of trying to grow out my hair. I actually to noticed, get long enough to uh, not to really bring up a visible thing in an audio podcast, but I noticed it's getting pretty long. Yeah. yeah like uh, I do you have turn... like a million pieces of metal holding up all of the stuff that would normally oh, yeah. fall down I hate... here. I, I, I uh, only like it was for several years mind you but i only once allowed my hair to grow like fully long like down to the small of my back long where you're at right now is the worst for those little like wispy things like as soon as they're all long enough you can put them all into one ponytail great but until then uh, until then i hate it uh yeah it's it's the problem right now where i can kind of do the half up half down and i feel like it makes me look like a middle school girl (laughs) <laughs> and i hate it <laughs> yeah fair enough uh but 
Peter, the topic you were wanting to get to. Oh yeah, yeah. One that we can all, I think we can all appreciate heavily is. Well, um, I want. To, what is your? I want to oh, actually. The reason this came up. Uh, so Jesse and I, uh, the a couple of the videos at, at least at time of recording. Maybe a third one will be out uh, by the time this is released tomorrow. Uh, Jesse and I have been playing Metroid Dread. Which, this is a few milestones of our Let's Plays on Carbon Productions on YouTube, by the way. Uh, of our Let's Plays, this is the first time we've actually been timely on a game. That we've jumped on, like, a new game and we're not doing, like, releasing the next day kind of thing. But this is a game recently released instead of years and years old. Cutting edge isn't really what we're about, but it's interesting that we're actually playing a new game. Second of all, this is the first Let's Play, at least that Jesse and I have done, where the game is brand new to both of us. This isn't one of us showing a favorite to the other one of us. Also unique, This is if you want to watch Jesse and I just gargle over a video game's balls... Uh, we are loving the fuck out of this game. We are loving it. We don't have bad things to say. And like the whole time is just us being really, really excited. And it, the excitement is just growing as we're playing it. And it's been almost a week now since our recording session. And Jesse's busy with work. And it's been like a whole week that we haven't been able to play more. And I'm like, it's fucking killing me because I love this game and I want to play more of it. The reason for this excitement, Metroid Fusion is not just one of my favorite Metroid games. It's one of my most favorite games of all time. So I, I'm, I've been waiting for a sequel for years, like nearly 20 years. But leading up to the recording session, I was telling Jamie how excited I am to actually get to play this game and do this recording session because Metroid Fusion is one of my favorite games of all time. And so she asked, well, one of, what is your favorite video game of all time? And I had an answer just pop into my head and I'm going with it. But I also wanted to pose that question to the rest of you. Do you want my answer to that question or do you guys want to go first? No, you can go first since you brought this up. Final Fantasy VI. Yep, that's, that's one of my first, that's one of mine too. First one that popped into my head and then I stopped to evaluate that and I'm like, you know, there are a ton of games that in the top 10 and the top 5, but the number one favorite game of all time, I think I got to go with Final Fantasy 6. It's just it's nearly a perfect game. It's so much nostalgia. I love it. I have not it's not my favorite because of this fact, but this fact happened because it's my favorite. When we got married, my wife walked down the aisle to a piano version of Celeza's theme from that game. It's like we both nice. love that game that much. Uh, so I was like, the answer came to me. It's not the best video game of all time, but your favorite video game mm. of all time. Do you guys have answers for that or is that too difficult of a question? Well, I was going to say, I agree with six. That's definitely on my list. Emily, do you want to go ahead? I can think of a couple. I, yeah, I've got like a whole like, like short list of them. Exactly. Um, but I feel like gut instinct on the number um, one. Gut instinct. I might actually have to say portal 
That's pretty solid. That is a good game. game. Yeah, uh, both of them were fantastic. Um, I'd also put Sea of Thieves and Dead by Daylight up there. Yeah. I love those. A coworker of mine, I asked him the question while I was like actually putting it on the topic list and just, oh, hey, since I'm bringing it up, his is Goldeneye. Also a pretty solid choice. Yeah. Mm. That one's aged a little poorly, but I understand yeah, why people but love it. So the much. nostalgia. And, I mean, I loved it back lot. in the day too. I, I honestly, I may also put Jackbox games up there. Mm, um, I know that's kind good. of broad, but like, you know, there's no better way for me to have fun with my online friends than just have a a Jackbox game night. Party Pack Two might be one of the best ones they what's, ever did. What's in Party it's Pack Two? Definitely 2? up there. Uh, I believe that's got the first Quiplash. Yeah. Let me double check the exact list that's in Party Pack 2. I think but off 3 the top of my is head, one of um, my favorites. Sorry? I think 3 is one of my favorites. I like yeah. the Trivia uh, Murder yeah, Party, and I like TKO. I think those are his Yeah, TKO is amazing. They just released the new one, and actually hmm. before I came to the podcast, we were playing some of the new games tonight. Um. Some of them are good, some of them not so much. There were two that we didn't get around to trying, so I'll have to give more information as I as I played the other ones. But a more recent favorite is Madversity. I love Madversity. I, mean, I hate doing it just because I feel like I can never come up with anything all that great. I feel like That's I'm good fun. at it, but that might just be narcissism. Maybe I suck, but yeah, I have it, fun doing it. But I anyway, mean, it, as long as you have fun, yeah. Chris, to answer your question. Two has Quiplash XL, Fibbage Two, Bidiots, Earwax, and Bombcorp. Mm. See, actually, Bombcorp's that's the only one I don't like. My favorites. Yeah, Bombcorp right. is hard. I love Bidiots. Yep. Predatory. Like loans. everything else on that list, I quite love. But yeah, uh, Bombcorp's probably the only one I'm like, eh. Those are not but my my strongest ones for sure. I, I love Quiplash. Yeah. Oh, Quiplash is good, but I will say that I I like the newer Quiplash. It's still mm. uh, there's still some things I would kind of, if you will, fix about it. But mm. I like that they fix the a little bit more of the final gameplay where it's a three flash instead of yeah, like the like way the they Thrip-lash. did Quiplash two was. I didn't like that one. No. Um, so, I think so, three was one of the better ones as well. Yeah. Because that one's yeah. got trivia, mur- murder party, quiplash two, TKO. Yeah, um, that's a solid. I think three might actually and Fiblash, be my favorite. And, and, and Fibbage three, right? Uh, let's see here. Fibbage three is in pa- party pack four. Uh, I bad. also really like Survive the Internet. I feel like that mm. one was yeah. I really uh, like kind that of one. Underrated. Basically, what I'm uh, understanding is uh, we're going to need to have more uh, Car Bomb Jackbox nights. But uh, need to do that please, again. In, please invite me. Oh, I will be. I mean, I will have so much fun. <laughs> what about Car Bomb Quipla- or Car Bomb Jackbox nights? Thinks you're not involved. Look at the <laughs> chat. You're a member of. You're I... a part of the group. Don't think <laughs> yes, otherwise. Yes. Um, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> yes. You didn't actually directly answer the question. You gave some maybes. Oh yeah. Well, I'll, I was gonna name a few, but there's one I actually want to get into because it's usually one of my. It's one of the ones I always have installed on my PC. Mm-hmm. But obviously, some of the ones I would 
point to besides Final Fantasy VI, uh, Chrono Trigger, Legend yeah. of Zelda: Link to the Past, Mega Man Three. That's probably one of my most nostalgic games because that's the one yeah. me and my friend. I probably shouldn't say his name because I don't have permission, but me and him played it all the time when we were kids. Mega Man Three, so that's yeah, a classic. Staple. I played that but... all the time as a kid and was fairly competent. I can't accomplish fuck all in that game anymore. I tried and was like, this is impossible. How did I ever do this? Just do what I do and always beat Hard Man first. Because Hard Man is actually quite easy. Yeah. Uh, but the answer I'm going to go with uh, to just be at least be original, plus, like I said, I do install it on my PCs all the time, is Fallout 2. Okay. That is still hands down my favorite Fallout game. I mean, you know... I don't hate what Bethesda did with the first-person elements, kind of making it more like the Elder Scrolls games. And I still think there's quite a bit of charm to those. I mean, I actually liked Fallout 4 more than The Witcher 3 in some aspects when it came mm -hmm. out. So I would actually had a hard time picking that or the, one of the others, my game of the year. I know that's sacrilege because Witcher 3 is really good, but I also have some problems with Witcher 3. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but Fallout 2... That's still top-down, right? Yeah, that's still isometric. Uh, yeah. I totally forgot. I've never actually about... played it, but uh, I tried one and that didn't really work for me. I should probably just mm. skip to two because that's probably where they two, polished two, it. Two um, picks up uh, where it left off and it kind of explains most of the plot. Uh, and honestly, I think it's a better game for a few reasons. One, because it's um, still built in the same engine, but they were able to add more stuff. So it's kind of got that appeal of, okay, now they've built this. Let's improve upon it. It's got um, maybe a, like one of the criticisms is it may have too much comedy because hey, guess who's parodied in the game? Scientology. <laughs> I am hubologists. All, I am all for making fun of Scientologists. Please, don't I tell agree. Me. Um... There's and there's a lot of Mike Tyson jokes because <laughs> um, this was not too long after Mike Tyson bit Evander Holofield's ear off. Oh, fun times. But this is a game where you can be a porn star, where you can be a child murderer. By the way, child murderer permanently gives you bad karma. And it should. And, I would think yeah, so. No, it should. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you kill a child even accidentally in that game, oh, even you are branded as a child killer, and certain characters that will only hang out with you have a good karma will not, no matter how much good karma you build up after that, you're automatically evil for the rest of the game. Huh. That's a bit unfair, but... It's one of like the only three things you can do that does it, because killing kids is one of them. Uh, slavery, you can become a slaver. That's a big one. And there's a third one I'm forgetting. Because that's a game where you can go into a town called the Den and just murder all the slavers, and everyone's fine with it. Nice. <laughs> it's pretty great. And that's it's got a if real you, good... If you really wanted to get into just killing people... Uh, the law will still get mad at you, but public opinion won't. Just kill pedophiles, mm. and you'll mm. be good. You you will get praised by the public even as you get thrown in jail. Yeah. Um, uh, so... I was going to mention the... Sorry, just two more things I wanted to quick... Yep. Do you mind? Or do you want to... Yeah. yeah. No, go for I was it. I just want to nail two more things I really like with the game. One is, it like, the first game is good, but it has a time limit. Oof. Which can kind of drag the whole thing down. The second one, if it has one, I've never found it. So, like, you're pretty much, like, it does nag you to get back to the quest at certain points, but there's no real consequence to ignoring the main quest. I'm about completion and exploration. I do not want yeah. a time limit. I'll finish the game on my terms, thanks. <laughs> 
And I mean, like, this is a game that mashes up so many things, because there's Monty Python and the Holy Grail, there's Terminator, there's, you know, all kinds of mobster stuff. Like, it, it goes all over the place. But the other thing I like is you start as a tribal, and I'm not even, like, trying to use, like, a because these are primitive people whose main weapons are spears. By the end of the game, you've got power armor and plasma guns, Gatling lasers. Mm-hmm the works right so it's kind of awesome that you get this clear progression because you go to the first town there's maybe single shot rifles you go to the next town you'll maybe get a shotgun or uh magnum pistols but you're not getting like assault rifles or anything and then finally like you start getting combat shotguns then laser weapons it's a, it's now, a hell of a thing is is it i'm trying to i don't even know how to compare is there another game i might have played uh, that is similar how does combat work is it grid based like tactics or is grid. it turn based so is it like a t- i know they did a fallout tactics but is the regular mm-hmm. fallout 2 like uh a point yep. and click tactics type oh yeah because the action points were just like your points of movement and attack and everything you get a certain amount of action points per turn each step is one action point and then shootings like five to seven depending on what you do i can work with that i actually mm-hmm. like that and You've totally convinced me. I'm going to play that game. That sounds yeah. good. Because like, of the take... three of us, your favorite of all time is the only one I've just straight up not played, and I want to now. You're selling probably it. like $9.99 on Steam right now. Yeah. Is there a mobile version? I only ask because uh, it's Fallout 2. Okay. Uh, yeah. I only ask for a mobile version uh, hoping it doesn't suck. Because I it does not. I usually have about an hour to kill during lunch that uh, mm-hmm. I spend by myself. I take that, a weird I, lunch. There time. may be an emulator for it or something, but as far as I know, there's no mobile version. Well, either way, I'm gonna try it. I think I have it on Steam already. I just never gotten around to it, but yeah. I'm currently uh, going yeah, the follow up which was one, two tactics and Brotherhood of Steel. That was like ten bucks. I think I got that. Lord knows how many years ago. Yeah, yeah. I had the original CD. I, I still th- might have it somewhere because I got that back in like '98 or whenever it came out. Sorry, Emily, so, yeah, you've been just... uh, we've been kind of cutting you off several times now. You had a question? It's all good. Uh, so, I another thing I thought of is there are actually two others that would be like real close in the running, um, probably even more so than Sea of Thieves or. Well, maybe as much as Sea of Thieves. Not, uh, more so than Dead by Daylight, though. Uh, Animal Crossing. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, both New Leaf and New Horizons are fantastic. Uh, and I would also say I fell in love with Katamari Damashi. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, it's just one that, like, if I've had a difficult day, I can just turn it on and roll. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, it's yeah. I can't tell you why I like it. I just do. Uh, honorable mention of a game you guys should try, uh, and it's a game you have to play with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Unfortunate Spacemen. I don't and think I've heard of that. It's free on Steam, and in fact, if you guys want to play it, I could probably set it up with some of the Buckeyes as well, so we could play in a group. Okay. Uh, Basically, it's sort of like Among Us, although it actually uh, it kind of gained a little bit more popularity before Among Us got big. I think Among Us did come first, but you know, no one knew about it for the longest time. Uh, and basically, you are either a spaceman 
or you're a monster and you're running around some sort of either there are a bunch of different maps but usually most of them are like space stations or, or like little planetary areas that the spacemen are and the monster has to try to kill all all of the spacemen and the spacemen have to try to complete all of their tasks and get to the rescue ship before uh and and get away, you know, while killing the monster. It is a 3D game, so it's not like Among Us in sort of a more cartoony. Uh, and you get like different perk add-ons that you can add to both the spacemen and the monsters. So it's it, it's a little hard to describe, but it is so much fun. We have a blast with it, and I would love to uh, like play with to you guys that. at some point. Um, and like I before, said, it's free on Steam, so yeah. no commitment. Uh, before we go, uh, you guys had some honorable mentions. I just sort of went right with my favorite. But some of my honorable mentions, uh, as uh, I think was mentioned, uh, Chrono Trigger. That was a very close yep. second. Uh, what brought this up, uh, Metroid Fusion is way up mm. there. I, I love that game. That's a fair choice. Um, Grim Fandango. By yep. far one of my favorites. Uh, actually, other LucasArts uh, game, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. I love that game. That is, I think, more nostalgia. I don't know how well it holds up, but nostalgia. It's also on Steam, Chris. Loves that game. Oh, I have it. Don't you worry. Uh, what else? I don't know if you can see it, but on my shelf, there's a Guybrush 3 point uh, voodoo doll. Oh, yeah, Monkey Island for sure. Uh, yep. What's your favorite? Mine is actually Curse. Uh, mine's the... probably two, but I like I like Curse just fine. Curse is the first voice acted one, and it changed the animation style. And I think it's actually uh, Secret was two, right? Uh, no, no well, Secrets the, the, one. Uh, and Michael then Le- Revenge. Lechuk's Revenge. Uh, two is actually the first one I played, and then I went and got the second one later. So. Two is the most nostalgia for me, but three, I think, was probably my favorite. At at a certain point, like, you have in the first one insult sword fighting, where you have to pick yep. the appropriate insult to counter and parry uh, the sword fight. The variation that it puts on there in three, uh, the Curse of Monkey Island, uh, where, oh, well, out on the seas, you don't just have to have the right insult. It has to rhyme. Yeah. I... So you have to... You have to have as a has, insult that rhymes. As has been mentioned on the podcast, I like rhyming. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why, uh, but I totally Chris, love that. I like that. puns. You like rhyming. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like something else might be missing, but uh, those ones for sure. Of the Final Fantasies, uh, six is the best. Yep. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> Eight is number two for me, and seven is actually number three. I actually like eight more than seven, which is yeah, weird. that's definitely that's an unpopular opinion. Not popular. I mean, eight being in your top tier isn't necessarily bad, but I'm sure people will be bad for seven to go in over uh, uh, under eight. I love seven, but I really, really like no, eight. No, I, I know this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I respectfully disagree, but I do understand why people would like eight. So I yeah. mean, and I still don't know who put European decision versus Apple or that's why. from like years. That's from like weeks ago. Uh, can I just get rid of it? 
Yeah, please do. Hang on to the arcade cabinet thing, because someday, Jesse, will tell us what that is. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, uh, Jesse, Jesse has an arcade cabinet. We're still waiting for him to be on the podcast to talk about it. Uh, anything else, Peter? Well, Jesse's hanging around at one of the places I used to work. We won't say where that is, because, again, we don't want to have to censor anything. But it was really funny uh, watching him uh, Skype in for or Discord in for the um, Extra Life meeting, because he was there outside because he's like working outside all the time <laughs> you're that just was, like uh, hey I, I know uh i know that location that exactly where you are yeah yeah, yeah Jess, jesse's uh very much alive we haven't uh secretly killed him uh, i mean you yes. have no jesse was <laughs> here uh recently uh we were recording our metro dread metro dread let's play uh, he's actually texted me right now and I need to get back to him. He wants to know when we can play Dread again because both of us are like, holy shit, we want to play it. But uh, uh, Quick aside on Dread, it is one of the best-selling uh, Metroid games already. It's so fucking good. Like, if you, if you are a fan of kind of the main storyline of Metroid, which I can't remember the order, but it includes the first Metroid, Metroid 2, uh, Super Metroid... Uh, metroid fusion and now metroid dread like prime exists in the canon but it's sort of like off doing its own thing uh but so far canonically fusion has been the further storyline and then all this other bullshit side story and prequel and weird prequel uh, and then remake uh, of another game have all been happening and we're like when do we get our sequel to fusion we finally have it and it was worth the wait it's amazing so like i said check out carbon productions on youtube watch jesse and i just like love a game it's just like there are several moments where just like holy shit and then like some plot and story things happen that i don't want to give away but there are moments where we're just speechless and we're just like, oh my goodness, like, this is so good. So, if you think we're usually shitty to games, watch this Let's Play, because we totally, uh, like, we gargle balls and <laughs> it's, uh, I, I comment at least a couple times, like, I think this is the only Let's Play where we just both love the game and don't have a single bad thing to say about it. Nice. Well, I think there's only one thing to do now. What would that Outro. be? Outro. That's the one. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe, tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. I did have a joke, but honestly, it wasn't that good, so I'm fine with this. <laughs> And watch, that'll be the post-music stinger. Obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>